Welcome to On the Line, a podcast for tennis players, coaches, and fans. I'm your host, Jenny Robb. Today on the line, we have Bill Riddle, um, USPTA elite professional and also a PTR professional. Um, Bill, you're all over the place. Um, you know, I'd really <laughs> like to just um, know a little bit about about your journey at, in the industry. What, what can you tell us? Well, first off, Jenny, thanks for, for having me on. Thank um, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, anytime we get to talk about tennis is, is always a good day for me. <laughs> me um, but, uh, but gosh, you know, my journey was, was definitely one of maybe unconventional mm-hmm. uh, beginnings uh, in, in the sport. Um, you know, very lucky to, to be in tennis. Um, had an opportunity to maybe spend a negative uh, from a car accident into a positive and, mm. and 30, 30 years later, here I am, you know, coaching and teaching tennis and, uh, have been lucky enough to kind of travel all over the world, uh, just sharing, sharing tennis, you know, it's a, it's amazing what, what, what life gives you from this little yellow fuzzy tennis ball, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so many, so many life changing things, so many, um, ways that, that, you know, outside of tennis that life has its twists and turns. You mentioned a, a car accident and then, you know, things change and, and, and you go, you, you go a way that maybe you never thought you would. <laughs> right. Most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> so, so wh- did you play other sports growing up too? I, I did. Uh, you know, when, when I grew up, you know, cause I'm old. You are um, old. Yeah. Um, back back in the old days, you know, everybody played uh, multiple sports, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. back then it was okay. You didn't have to specialize, um, and you didn't have to be on a travel team by the age of eight um, <laughs> right. or right. anything. So, so you know, I credit that uh, for a the the love of of just competing and and playing, uh, but also for you know, being able to want to be in the sport of tennis um, and be in it for a while. I mean, I played baseball and football and basketball and mm-hmm, softball mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. soccer back when it wasn't cool. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know in, in the 70s, soccer wasn't cool. So um, I think that happened after the, the 96 Olympics when, when Atlanta <laughs> hosted the the soccer um yeah then it was like soccer explosion yeah but that's a good yeah thing. but <laughs> but i mean all those sports were were great uh for for me to just kind of build as an athlete which is kind of goes along with my philosophy on on you know building junior players or or helping junior players develop uh, you know way too often you see uh, these kids who are are kind of forced into specializing in mm. tennis way too early mm-hmm. and and I, I'm one of those uh, old school guys that think, you know, um, gosh, play some other sports, uh, enjoy competing, learn to compete, learn mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. you know, deal with your, your teammates, um, you know, and then at a certain age, if, if you're so inclined to make tennis your number one sport, then at some point you do meet, need to make a decision. But, but early on, especially, uh, I was lucky and, and got to participate in a lot of different sports. I mean, I, I think that's such an important point. You know, I think that there's almost this this race towards you know the immediate glory and and oh, so you know you're you're ten, but you need a you need you know an entourage. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, when when really you know 
every sport, the sports help each other out because you're, you're ultimately building athletic skills, which is, which is what you need to be injury free so that you don't have those overuse injuries or, you know, there's a whole plethora of things, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm also a, a fan of, um, you know, not specializing too early yet, you know, definitely being exposed to other sports because other sports, they, they, the sports help each other and, and the, the camaraderie, the social aspect, you know, that's just, you know, uh, you, you can't trade it. There's, you know, the, just the, no. the, the bonds that you make, you know, through, through sports are so special. And tennis is a, uh, tennis is a lonely sport sometimes. Oh, it's so lonely. Um, <laughs> and, 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 Gosh, early on as, you know, kids, it's just, it's so tough um, that they, they need that other outlet. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan of, of playing and competing in other sports at, at whatever level. Oh, I mean, I literally was having a conversation yesterday with an 11-year-old girl who is such a good student, you know, and she wants to do well and she wants to to please, you know, she... she um, listens and, and works hard and and you know she came up to me and that we were having this uh, sort of practice match and so coaches are wandering around and and she comes up to me and she says you know if I do this then the coach over there is going to be mad but if I do this the coach over there is going to be mad and, and she just looked at me and she goes I'm just really confused <laughs> you know <laughs> and and I just yeah. thought for a second I said you know I, I I get it. I totally get that. You know, if you're hearing different things from different coaches and you're trying to do the right thing, but, but you don't know what's right and you know, you're out there by yourself and a coach is wandering around and you know, it's like, Oh man, that's so hard, you know? And it, it is tough on the kids. It's it tough. Is. It's tough, you know? And so that, that communication part, the trust, you know, the relationship, it's so important. Yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh. It is. Um, so how would you say um your coaching style has evolved over these years? You know, it's uh an interesting question. Um, you know, 'cause you, you start off and you think, Oh gosh, uh, you know, I got certified and, and I I I've done this and I've done that and you know, I, I need to I need to share this and, and I'm so good at what I'm doing, <laughs> and then you, you realize, wait a minute, the first couple of years I taught tennis, I probably should hunt all those people down that took lessons from me and give all their money back <laughs> because <laughs> I really didn't know what I was doing. I feel and the same way. <laughs> so, so if you're listening to this and you took a lesson from me between 1988 <laughs> and 1990, um, I probably owe you the $25 it was for that lesson, right? Um, so, you know, and at some point you, you just kind of realize, well, wait a minute, I, I, I need to be better at this. It's not what I can or can't do on the court myself as a player. It's more about how I communicate and, you know, how I listen. Mm. Uh, and, and, and do I listen to my, my athlete or my student? Um, that's the one thing that I've, I've learned over the years is just, you know, that piece of communication, um, how much I don't know, how much I need to continue to work at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, because, you know, I mean, the kids nowadays are different than they were 10 years ago and the way they were 20 years ago. And goodness to say, now this is my 30th year, you know, coaching and teaching tennis. 
they're different than they were, you know, 30 years ago. So understanding that and and just being flexible and willing to continue to keep learn learning is, is probably the thing that that sticks out to me the most. Ah, I love that. Now, so what, what is something that you do now in every practice? Well, um, anybody who's been on the court with me knows we kind of have a, um, a standard ritual of, of things I would like for you to do when you get out there mm-hmm. really is to engage, engage the players so that if I'm a minute late or if I'm mm-hmm. setting up the cones or whatever's going on, you already know how to start. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we kind of have a, this is what my expectations are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of practice or our session, I'm looking for you to tell me what is, what is your takeaway? Um, I find myself doing that more and more nowadays to maybe even every time we leave the court, because I I don't want to say I didn't care years ago, Mm -hmm. but I thought that I, I told you everything you needed to know. Right. And now I realize that, wait a minute, I want to make sure you you're getting the message. So tell me what the takeaway from today was for yourself. Um, So when we leave the court, we both know where we stand. Mm. Um, and I think that's the one thing that most coaches, and I get to, I'm lucky. I get to watch a lot of coaches coach and teachers teach, mm-hmm. uh, in, in kind of the role that I play in the industry. And I think that's one of the things that if I was to encourage, uh, coaches of any age or experience, that's what I would get them to try to do more of is make sure that when they leave the court, you, you leave on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it's so important because, you know, that there has been a lot said or, or, or people like me, they're nerds that read articles all the time. But, <laughs> you know, there's there's been a lot written or a lot said about the, the car ride home, so to speak. And, yeah. you know, so so maybe this is a little bit selfish, but, um, you know, I've I've wanted to be like, OK, if in the car ride home, they're going to say, well, we worked on this and this and this or you know, some, some phrase or something from practice and the theme of the day was this, or we played this game, you know, but it's like, if you do that wrap up, if you, if you make the, the students say it out loud, say back to you what you did, even if it's like, what did we do today? What did we do today? You know, it's just something simple. Um, you know, not getting too philosophical, like, what did we work on? You know, (laughs) but, but I I tell you where it hit me the most was, Years ago, when my son uh, and you know Willie, yeah, uh, yeah, lovely. you know when he was when he was uh, doing playing a lot of baseball and he was pitching, he would go to a pitching coach, and you know we'd get in the car and I'm all excited because you know he just got this pitching lesson and and whatnot, and so you know my question is, well, you know how'd it go? What would you guys work on? And you know how's it how's it gonna you know work for you? And 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 the and the coach was a really good coach, but you know sometimes there were times where Willie just really didn't have much to that say as far as well. Yeah. What do you, you know, yeah. there was no feedback, and I'm mm. thinking, okay, how many times have I been that coach? And little Willie got right. into a car and went home with their parents, and they said the same thing, and 
and so that that could have been me many times. And it the parents wondering, was. why did I? Why am I paying for this again? Right. What are, what, are, what is my right. kid getting out of this right now? Like, yeah. So it's so it's almost like yes, reinforcing what you worked on. Yes, getting the child to think. But then there is that car ride home, and 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 inevitably the parents probably going to be like, well, how'd practice go? And they'd be like, well, we did this, and you're like, all right. right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is what I learned, or this is what we worked on. Mm. At least it, it's a positive uh, start to the conversation for mom and, and or, or dad and the kid uh, versus, well, I don't know. And then mom and dad feel like they got to drag it out of them. Right. Um, so, so maybe maybe I'm doing my part in, in helping uh, keep families together. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think any time <laughs> that you can sort of facilitate that that thinking um, that sort of critical thinking in the student and something that they can then communicate back to the family or the parent or, or, or whatever it might be. And, you know, then then there's a real conversation and there's a connection on a, another level. Then how was practice? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what'd you do? Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, so, so I mean, it, it's it's again, that's that's part of sort of our job. That's coaching how to talk about your practice session you know so that's that's right. a, a whole different facet of it you know um most definitely yeah <laughs> so um what qualities make a great coach um I, i'm pretty adamant about this um in that i i feel like the most you know the, the number one quality a coach needs is passion Mm. I don't care if you're if you're teaching uh, tennis, uh, coaching hockey, whatever the sport is, whatever the the task is, guitar, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at these these folks that are good teachers or good motivators. They're very passionate about that. Yep. Um, you know, clocking in, clocking out, picking up your your lesson check. You know, to me, it never really was the the way to go. I mean, you you have to be willing to put forth the extra time, yep. but for you want to, you want to be out there as much as the student wants to be out there. I, I want you to learn as much as you want to learn. Um, right. So having that passion, I think, and unfortunately, I don't know that that's something that you, you can't really teach someone like mm-hmm. a, a young coach or an old coach or whatever. Um, it's something that they maybe are born with, or they learn to, 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 you know, bring out when they're in the right environment. Yes. A lot of this is, is environmental. You mm-hmm, know, if you put mm-hmm. uh, put players in the right environment, and I go back to that old philosophy that you know that Nick Bolletieri had of you know you you have all these good players together. It's not necessarily what Nick would say necessarily. It was more about the environment he created, and to me, he was a master at that. And definitely, and that's kind of the same same way. He was passionate about about you know kids being being better players, and uh, and it showed. And 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 I feel like that's the number one thing that the coaches could could use oh I, I i i totally agree and i you know i think you know energy is is reflective so you know if and 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 i'm guilty i'm guilt i'm guilty of this you know over the years that if you had a tough day you know maybe you're tired you know it's the end of the week or, or whatever the case may be and you're kind of dragging a little bit and you yeah. know it, it, it the kids see that i mean they feel it they see it you know, and, and, and they reflect it, you know, and so then maybe right. they're dragging a little bit, maybe they're, you know, not as, as ready to, to get after it that day because you're not, you know? And so I think that there has to be almost like a, 
a second tank, you know, <laughs> like a, a separate right. energy tank that, that, you know, when, when your personal one is, is running low that you go, all right, I got to tap into this other, this other tank and go, you know, we, we've got to do this. We've got to go because yeah. the, these kids are going to, they're, they're going to feel it if you're just out there, you know, looking at your watch just or mailing it in and we, yep. Wait, you know, clock watching as I like to call it, you know, and going, okay, you know, I've got it. I got it one more hour. Let's play some sets, you know, <laughs> just, yeah. you, know, you know, just, you know, try to do the, the easiest thing and, and you know the kids know they're 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 smart. I mean, kids are smart, and so uh, you know they feed off of of the energy that we were putting out there. And so I think that's such an important point. So thank you for bringing that up. I mean, you know, we just we, kids imitate what we do, and you know that you're a parent, and you know it's it's like kids they do what you do. <laughs> well, yeah, and it probably goes uh, across the board too. I mean whether you're coaching players, coaching or teaching students or coaches coaching other coaches, you know, mm -hmm, I mean, you mm -hmm. and I are around a lot of different uh, workshops mm -hmm, and presentations mm -hmm. and whatnot. And you can tell those presenters that are passionate. And, you know, I think that goes a long ways in, in whatever, uh, you know, walk of life you're in. If you're passionate about what it is you're doing, then you're, you're probably going to do a good job of it or you're going to give it everything you've got. Uh, if you're if you're not so passionate about it, then it, it's going to show. Oh sure, and and you know, I, as as you mentioned, you know, we both um, attend workshops and and work on our ourselves. And um, so, how how would you? Um, how, what is your approach to continuing education, and what advice would you give to uh, maybe young pros coming in and and you know knowing that. You know, oh, it's expensive, or oh, I'm going to miss a weekend of teaching, or oh, gosh, you know, how do how do how do you weigh those pros and cons? Well, I mean, I, I look at it. I looked at it early on, this kind of the same way. Um, this is an investment in me and what I'm bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. um, I can choose to invest. I mean, we all invest in equipment and you know gadgets and things like that to have on the court with us, but. What are you investing in in you personally to be able to go out there and then recreate or, or, or present to your students? Um, I I feel like that you, you should always be of the mindset that I'm I'm willing, ready, and, and able to learn. Mm. Uh, or if if not that, at least be open minded to see another uh, another opportunity or another approach or just a different take on it. Um, I think a lot of times, you know. It is. You, you, coaches and pros are weighing the the scale there. Of well, if I if I leave on Saturday to go to this conference, you know, what am I? I'm missing, you know, five hundred dollars in lessons. Mm -hmm. uh, what am I getting back? You know, and and if you are in it for the long haul and you can see the the value investing in yourself, then you're going to get about get it back tenfold. Um, the the other piece to that is that. You have to understand that when you go to a conference or you go to a workshop, you know, you, you're not looking on stage or seeing the subject Sometimes you may actually get more information out of in between oh, sessions. Sure. Um, you know, that, that those few minutes in the bar having an adult beverage, uh, <laughs> chatting with one of your colleagues, uh, or discussing the, the, the pros and cons about 
what you just heard or saw. Sure. Uh, sometimes it's actually even more uh, powerful and more beneficial than just listening to what the speaker has to say. Um, I always tell people, look, when you, if you hear me speak or you come to one of my presentations, my goal is for you to walk away with one little nugget. Mm-hmm. If that if that happened and everybody in here walks away with one little nugget, then I feel like I've done my job um, to, to, to you know share that with you. Um, and then and then from there, you, you kind of work on on it yourself with your colleagues or or with other folks. Oh, I, I, I just, I totally agree. I, I just, the experience of being at a workshop there, you know, cause some, cause sometimes, I mean, and my, my husband is, is wonderful, but you know, he's not a tennis industry guy. And so it's like, if I'm coming home and, you know, wanting to maybe complain about something, it's like, oh, you know, and, and, and it, it's, it's just not the same, but it's like, if, you know, if you're, like you said, if everybody's kind of hanging out and relaxing a little bit and I can be like, you wouldn't believe what this happened. It's just nice to be able to share with people that have been there or, you know, and can commiserate and, you know, whatever the industry is that that's always helpful to just to have, have somebody to, to bounce ideas off of and, and, and just, you know, have that conversation. Well, sometimes you just want to, you want to, maybe hear a different angle on it or a different spin on it. That's a really good um, point too. Yep. You know, just kind of sharing, well, this is how we do it at our club, you know, and then someone just basically says the same thing, but maybe in a little different way. And you, and as you know, you, you, you look at it with new eyes and you go, Oh, okay. Well, I never really thought of it that way. Cause it is tough on us. Cause we're in a, we're in this kind of little bit of a tunnel sometimes. And, and if nothing else, that, conference that workshop that whatever that you know lunch and gives you a chance to kind of get out of that tunnel and see it from a different perspective oh for sure and you know i, I think i think it would almost be something bill i think that we we're, we're coming up with a new idea right here we might need to write this down but <laughs> you know sort of sort of how to how to go to a workshop how to attend a workshop you know i mean because i know that yeah. when i when i first started going i was i was super scared and intimidated and you know I was like oh you know all these people and I don't know who any of these people are nobody knows who I am and I'm spending this money I'm away from work and I'm away from home and I don't know what's going on and I just want to sit over here in the corner and hope that no one uh calls on me to (laughs) answer any you know don't 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 call on me to answer any question or you know you know I mean it was um you know so you know I would just want to say you know to encourage people to to Get out of your comfort zone and and do ask questions and do approach the presenters and do, you know, get to know the person that's sitting next to you and and don't just go back to the hotel room. You know, spend some time, uh, you know, relaxing and you know, have a yeah. I mean, have a drink and 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 chat with somebody and and get to know people. You know, it's just there's there's almost a, a little bit of an art to how to how to workshop. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, part of, I mean, part of it is, part of it is networking, you know, building oh, definitely, those definitely. networking skills, um, you know, and, and gosh, you know, you and I are lucky because there's probably not one state or one country we couldn't call somebody and just get some feedback on something, yeah. which is, is nice to have in your pocket when, you know, you're, you're, you're struggling with a decision or an event or something that's coming up. You just need someone who understands where you're, you know, the shoes you're walking in and can maybe share with you. 
Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I, uh, I mean, I remember a few years ago, I mean, my, my, you know, um, career was in a little bit of a transition. Um, it's always in a transition somehow, but, <laughs> but, you know, I, I call, I called up Lane, you know, our, our USPTA Southern president, uh, currently, um, and then I think he was, well, I guess, first vice president or something. I don't know how that works, but, but, um, yeah. you know, I call, I called up Lane and, you know, I called up Ken Andriano and I'm, I'm talking to, I, ta- I talked to you and, you know, you, you talk to some people and it's like, I just need some help. I need some guidance. This is kind of what's going on. And, you know, I right. talked to, some, you know, great people like Jim Harp and Dr. Mark Kovacs. And you know, it's great to just be able to kind of reach out to, to people you consider friends in the industry, people that you trust, people that you've gotten to know. And I wouldn't have known any of any of y'all, any of the people that I just named. And there's plenty of others, too. Um, but if I hadn't gone and made a connection, right. I wouldn't right. have those people to call. Yeah. And you never know how it's going to help you either at your facility, in your teaching career, or just in life in general. You just, you don't know how it's going to play out. Um, so, so embrace it and, and you know, uh, go, and like you said, go about it the right way. Know what, know what to, you know, expect or not expect and set realistic kind of standards. Oh, for sure. Um, that's a huge one. Um, so Bill, you have done so much in the industry, um, over, over the, the time spent. Um, do you have, do you have a proudest achievement? Well, um, you know, probably, probably last year I had had two really cool things, um, you know, happen. I, you know, I spoke at the, at the, um, Australian Open, coach conference which was kind of a big thing that's a really a big to, thing uh, to, <laughs> to be invited to go down there and it was really really nice and amazing people and a uh, pretty big honor and and then watching you know watching my son get to play uh you know in the state tournament last year in, in the route that he got there you know kind of losing in the in the districts but then getting a second chance in the regionals and, and beating uh, he and his doubles partner, you know, winning the match over a couple of seniors in a really good three-set match. It could have gone either way, and you know, just seeing seeing that joy uh, from oh, him, and, and yeah. you know, we've we've kind of worked uh, on some things, and you know, it's tough when you're it's tough when you're a tennis parent. I think it's even tougher when you're a tennis well, a tennis parent who is a tennis dude. <laughs> um, you know, so then, so then maybe the expectations are kind of ramped up a little bit more. Um, so just, that was really, really cool to be able to experience that and share that with him. Um, that, that was really fun. What sort of, what, you know, you, you touch on a really big, um, topic there. I mean, there are, uh, you know, quite a few people that are, are in your same boat being, you know, tennis pro to, to, tennis pro, tennis coach, tennis person, <laughs> yeah. you know, just industry leader. There's a million things we could say, but, but then, but then it goes, you know, all those things sort of stop at the precipice of uh, tennis parent, <laughs> right? you know, right. And, and you go, okay, um, I know about the car at home. I know about, you know, get space, <laughs> I know about, you know, what to say before a match. But it's like all that kind of goes out the window when it's like your when it's your kid, you know. And yeah, I, I mean, I remember the, the the closest thing I have is I, tra- I traveled with my niece um, 
a little bit and we we played some southern tournaments and, and traveled and you know there's one in particular I remember a few years ago we'd gone out to Little Rock and we're staying with some friends in Little Rock and I'm watching her play and um you know all the all the things that I tell parents it's like I hear myself in my own head and I'm not doing any right. of it. I'm doing it wrong like a hundred percent wrong like I'm like I know my facial expressions are bad and I know that my body language is bad and I'm trying to play it cool I'm trying to just sit over here and be non uh you know not 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 responding and and I'm like I'm doing a terrible job of this and And, and all eyes are on you yeah it's very hard all eyes are on you your eyes are on you you're you're, you know judging yourself It's, it's it's tough um, you know, I'm like flinching when the ball goes in the net, you know, and you're like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, but it, you know what though, there's, there's nothing more rewarding. I mean, I, I, I think back to all the, the lessons in the clinics and the camps and everything that I've done and, and, you know, the, the enjoyment of being able to coach my own kids, uh, to a point where, you know, my daughter played, my son played and, and they, you know, they're not going to be superstars or turn pro, but they still love the game. And they were, you know, more than moderately successful at, at you know, the levels that they were playing at. And we still have a healthy relationship and can go out <laughs> and play tennis. That's, you know what, that's, that's, uh, that's a really good place to be. Well, I, I mean, I got, I got to tell you, I mean, at the end of the day, if, if you say that, that, you know, your, your relationship is, is strong and they love the game, Hey, you're you're doing you're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it right. That's for sure. <laughs> um, we'll, do, you, we'll try. <laughs> do you have a um, favorite memory? Um, from from tennis playing or in anything not, regarding uh, tennis, it could anything. be watching. It could be watching Willie, or it could be uh, you playing, or it could be a coaching moment. Anything you want. Gosh, that's a, there's been a lot of really cool memories. I mean, th- this past weekend, um, we actually had the 45th annual Music City Tennis Invitational. And I, oh, and I right. bring it up because 45 years is a really long time that is for, any, impressive. for anything to be going on. And <laughs> I've, been, I've been really uh, fortunate to, to run the tournament for them and be involved with this event. Uh, for charity for the last 25 years. And, and on Saturday night, uh, I'm sorry, Friday night, uh, mm-hmm. a week ago, um, they surprised me because uh, normally I kind of emcee the, the party. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, they surprised me with uh, an honor and gave me this really amazing silver engraved plate for my service. And I, I never expected that, never saw it coming. Oh. I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, and to just kind of have all those friends and, family around for that was really really cool um because i know what kind of impact um our you know that tournament has made on our community with yes. over two thousand yes. two million dollars raised wow. for local wow. charities um you know i mean winning a tournament's nice uh, uh but something like this really i'll never forget that and that was a really really cool experience oh that's awesome yeah, I mean, for sure. <laughs> um, do you, who do you consider mentors? Um, 
You know, I, I, I think back to, um, to a couple of coaches early on, and, and uh, these guys, Norm Kalkoff mm-hmm. uh, was a pro that I worked under and with uh, at the first club I was at. Mm-hmm. And um, just his, you know, I, I knew nothing. Um, I, probably, I probably knew less than nothing, if that was possible. <laughs> I was and, there. I, 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 I. And, and he, yeah, and he just he just gave you know this opportunity to me, um, and you know didn't make a big deal out of anything that was good or bad. He just was you know just kind of this steady rock. I mean, just that was that's always stuck with me. Um, Reedy Tony, who was one of the kind of the first guys in the USPTA to to give me a chance to or show me that you know, being a leader or, or trying to, trying to give back was important. Mm. Uh, and he did that himself, uh, and served as our you know, president and, and was very instrumental in, in me wanting to find ways to give back to not only tennis as a sport, but then also our profession as coaches and teachers. And, and it's, it's so important, you know? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Now, you are on the USPTA Southern Board. Um, yes, ma'am. So, <laughs> so you know, what, what is sort of your thoughts, and I know this is a loaded question, but, you know, what are your thoughts on sort of the, the state of the industry, I mean, re- regarding, you know, growth or new coaches or, you know, what, what's something that is striking to you? Well, um uh, thanks for not getting me in trouble. Yeah. Uh, with, <laughs> but 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 here here is here's really my take on it, and I and I've kind of just been watching and listening for the last couple of years here, and mm-hmm. and you you know that I've I've been involved with pop tennis a little bit here, yep. and, and we yep. we play it and promote it. I love pop tennis. Yeah. I, I have I have gone to watch a lot of. Uh, and I actually played a little bit of pickleball myself. Mm. Um, and, and Willie goes and plays a couple, couple times a week. Really? Um, okay. It, it really loves it. But but here's the thing that I'm, I'm noticing that has me a little concerned is that, you know, pickleball is something that we're, is not going to go away, even though we have, and when I say we, I mean tennis uh, industry people mm. have kind of just overlooked it to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um the, the thing that the thing that I wish tennis either could bring back from the seventies or mm-hmm. add again mm-hmm. would be that that pure love of just being out there playing. Because uh, I watch these pickleball people get together, and none of them are what you would consider even athletic for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. In general, I'm just being in general. No, no, um, I agree. Uh, yep. But yep. but 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 they show up. And you never know who has played and who hasn't mm-hmm. um, because they all kind of help each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're, you know, brand new at it and they need to teach you the rules or whatnot. There's just this pure joy for being out and playing pickleball together that that I would love to see come back to tennis. We, you know, in tennis, we don't have that. We have we have cliques. We have groups. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. uh, gangs. You know, you get the blood, the crypts of tennis. Uh, it, 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 can, it can get it can get really ugly sometimes, and um, it, it, we need to bring back some type of of camaraderie. Uh, I don't I don't know I don't know that I have the answer to how to, but I do know that we're missing that, 
and the industry as a whole needs that. We have more more things pulling at everyone's time nowadays than ever before. Yes. yes. You know, um, yes. you can't, you're overbooked before you wake up mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who has time to do anything anymore. No. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so you wonder why people aren't coming out for your clinics, your round robins, why they're missing their lessons is because they're overbooked. Um, you know, and, and we need to find a way to maybe bring some enjoyment back to just, getting people together for drop-in round robins or I, I don't know exactly what the answer is, but there needs to be some kind of enjoyment brought back to just playing tennis. I, I totally agree. And I think, I think it's something, and, and I don't have all the answers that, you know, by any, by any means either, but, but I do think that it's worth um, just taking a moment to think about, you know, what, what, how has it shifted and what do people want? You know, and, right. you know, if there's Pure Bar and Orange Theory Fitness and, you know, the yoga circle and hot yoga and Pilates right. and cold yoga, yeah, yeah, and, what it, you know, hanging from the ceiling yoga and, you know, yoga. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and run clubs and bike clubs and, yeah. um, you know, it, it's, there's so many things and, and, I, and I'm not knocking any of them. You know, these are no. all, these are all healthy pursuits, but. But you know, it's it, it, again. It's like it's just more competitive now, and 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 we would say the same thing with the kids. You know, I mean, when I was growing up, I mean, there was you know, for girls, there was softball and volleyball and and tennis, and you know, I played basketball, and and, and basketball wasn't even that 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 popular as as for females at the time, you know. But it's like now, there's like oh you know, and lacrosse and, you know, fencing and, you know, not, not even to get into the whole realm of like, you know, dance and gymnastics and piano and guitar and horseback riding. And, you know, I mean, there's a million things. And so, you know, we're seeing seeing kids go to, to rock climbing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really rock climbing. Yes. Yes. You know, and so, you know, on, on the one hand, it's like, well, this is great for, for people to be exposed to so many things that are, that are part of a healthy way of life. But then on the other right. hand, you're like, oh, my goodness, you know, how, you know, how, how do you compete? How do you nurture that love of the game and get somebody hooked on tennis when, you know, they can do something different every day of the week? Yeah. <laughs> The, the one thing that I, I kind of feel like, and we've tried to do more of this around my club, is is just literally, you know, and, and the USGA does this with, with juniors. They have the, the play days. Mm. But but really, how about just some adult play days? Like, literally, 6 o'clock, you just show up, and I'll put you with somebody, and you play four or five games, and you rotate. You know, you know that you're going to start at 6. You know that you're going to finish at 8. You know you're going to play two or three rounds. You know you're going to get a good workout, have some fun. But just once again, I mean, we're always trying to overthink it or rethink it. And sometimes it's just as simple as show up, play. Yep. No, I, I really like how, what you said sort of about the time drowns because, again, everyone is so um, maybe overbooked and overscheduled that, you know, playing a tennis match, I know that there's been times that I've played a league match where a lady starts um, – kind of freaking out and look, looking at the looking at what time it is because she's got to pick up her kid from daycare or look at this and the match is running long or it's going three sets and you know and and so it, again as if we take a step back and say as an industry you know maybe this lady 
would rather go to a group fitness class where she it has a you know set time that starts and ends and she knows she's not going to be late to pick up her child or whatever it might be get back to work or you know whatever um yeah maybe tennis needs to say like you said we're going to do time grounds we're going to we're going to play from this time to this time we're just going to get out there and play and then you can go on about the rest of your day whatever that might be yeah. right right Yes. Maybe so, bring some bring some fun back to it. <laughs> it's got to be fun. I, I I like fun. You like fun. <laughs> <laughs> fun is good. Fun is good. Fun is good. So so in that in that same vein, um, what do you think? And we touched on it a little bit, but as far as growing the game from where we are now, um, what do you think? I mean, we like we said, we've talked about pickleball and pop tennis, and you know maybe trying different formats, but um, yeah, when there's so much competition out there with other sports and other activities, but what, what do you think we can do? Well, part of it is, is accessibility. You know, um, sometimes we've, we've got too many hurdles, um, to have to jump before you, you play, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it, whether it be, you know, in a tournament or whether it be, uh, in, in a league or, you know, anything along those lines. I, mean, I think there has to be a, a, bring tennis back to the grassroots level, mm. um, bring opportunities, more opportunities back to the grassroots level, um, you know, and, and also continue to kind of bring it to, to kids that are maybe not necessarily uh, exposed to it or, or up the exposure that they may have. Mm. Um, I think sometimes it's, you know, like in our area, it's become more and more difficult for for kids to play USTA junior tournaments. Uh, there's less of them. They're more expensive. Yep. Well, I mean, yep. to me, that's not necessarily growing the game. Um, right. And, uh, you know, there, there has to be an opportunity for for accessibility and and ease of 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 getting into the game uh, or continuing to play the game because kids and and people will gravitate towards what is easier convenient you know um wait are you saying tennis link are you saying tennis link is hard (laughs) i i I did not officially (laughs) say that jenny um but i say that there's some challenges (laughs) and this is nothing that our fine folks at the usca uh don't know but but yeah i mean we we've got to find a way to make you're going to get me killed, aren't you? No, no, no. Um, I, I take full I take full responsibility yeah. for that remark. No, I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah it, it, when people sign up for Little League or, or spring dance or whatever it might be, you know, it's like you fill out a form, you sign it up, and you know your days, and you know when the competitions are, boom, you're done. And Tennis yeah. Link, it's like you have to give blood or something. I don't know. Just- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm signing up for Ancestry.com. I need to... A- Sample from my grandfather's mother. <laughs> Are you sure yeah. your father is your father? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for no, more no, posts to let me know. <laughs> no, it's a, we could definitely do some things to make it easier. <laughs> to back to your yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we could back make to the it, point, Jenny. Back make to, it easy. Back to the point. <laughs> yes, it could be more accessible and easier. So, um, along those same lines, you are presenting um, in two weeks at the USPTA Southern Convention in Atlanta. 
and you're talking yeah. about summer camps. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, what, what you're presenting. Yeah, um, pretty excited about this because I'm, I'm going to spend some time talking about how to uh, make your summer tennis camp both on and off the court a little more fun and more productive. So just kind of sharing some different things, and, and I've, I've spent some time looking at other sports, mm-hmm. other activities, and how they're doing it, and so I'm trying to bring a, a different approach. I mean, every, every tennis coach uh, typically goes to a conference or workshop looking for the next new drill or the next sure. new, you know, on-court activity. And we'll give them a few of those fun activities, mm-hmm. but, uh, but we'll also give them some ideas on, on how to kind of ramp up or, or revitalize their, their summer camp offerings. I think this is such a, such a relevant topic and such a huge point. Um, because again, I mean, things evolve. It's not, it just can't be the same model over and over and over and over again. Even if it's been successful in the past, you know, I know that there's a tendency to be like, well, this has always worked. This is what we're going to do. But I think that, you know, your topic is so, so good and so needed, um, to keep things fresh and to keep things interesting and, and, again, just relevant, um, with, with the, the, you know, communities today. And, you know, I, I, so I, I think it's a fabulous topic and I I think I've, I've heard you present on this before and it's awesome. So I I encourage anyone out there, uh, that's going to be there, please, you know, this is a, this one is definitely worth coming to. Um, plus, you know, Bill, you're just always fun. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we definitely try to have a good time with it. I, I always tell people, look, I'm going to try to inform you and I hope to maybe entertain you a little bit as well, because uh, uh, otherwise you might get up and leave and, and go somewhere else. So we don't want that. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, one one thing about uh, the southern section is we we do uh, we do like to have a good time, and um, we we're passionate about what we do, and and we work hard and we play hard, and um, so I'm looking forward to catching up with everybody. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be fun. It's only two weeks away, so I can't believe it. I can't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, cool. Bill, any, any parting words, anything you'd, you'd like to say? Well, gosh, I, I just, I appreciate uh, you and the opportunity to be on here. And, and uh, I, I like the forum that you have. I mean, it was fun. We did this before, before uh, Davis. <laughs> yes. um, and uh, you and I had that conversation while I was in California oh, that was super uh, a few fun. months back, yep. which was fun. And, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think just bringing relevant tennis discussions and topics um, to 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 folks and to the general public is is a great way to just you know maybe grow the game. I I, um, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so. for what you're doing with this, and appreciate being on on with you again. Uh, thank you, thank you, and we, we will talk soon. I will see you soon. Thank you, Bill. Awesome. Hope <laughs> All you right. Bye. All right. Bye.